You're listening to the RUV English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is slash English. Hello, this is Ruv English on a windy day. I'm in Hapnafjörður previewing the Viking festival that will be coming very shortly between the 14th and the 18th of June to the centre of the town and specifically the park right in the middle. And I'm in excellent company today. Tandri is my guide and my guest and he's going to tell me about the Viking festival that is just a few short days away. Tandri, hello. Hi, nice to meet you. You too, sir. And thank you very much for adopting a lot of the the Viking garb, which you'll be wearing and what, up to 200 people potentially wearing over the weekend or over the, the next few days? Yeah, something like that. I mean, I feel more comfortable in this than my regular clothing. So. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should describe it. And this is, I guess, what in many ways people will think of when they think of a Viking in terms of what you're wearing. Talk me through the, the outfit here. Yeah, something like that. So you have um, a woolen hood here with a woolen uh, brick uh, weave to decorate it. Uh, there's a bit of a silk on the inside. You have a raw silk and tunic with a linen tunic underneath for layers and keeping the warmth in. I would maybe have one extra on normally, but I was a little unprepared. Okay. <laughs> uh, I have a woolen, uh, a brick woven uh, woolen um, braid here as well as a underbelt and then uh, my uh, woven leather belt a leather pouch as well as my ruse pants uh, some leg wraps for keeping warmth in again and then my leather shoes okay. and then uh, most importantly we all the, uh, the little uh, necklace yes. that uh, all proper MGU members have now you, you don't see this stuff in Kringlin or Smaurland so where do these clothes come from uh, we make them mostly ourselves or have friends that do. Um, you can find some of it online, but uh, they may not have uh, the high standard of authenticity that we yeah. adhere to. So. And talking of authenticity, mm-hmm. a lot of people will see the double-horned helmet, which you see in all of the gift shops and in a lot of the, the TV shows about Vikings. Vikings never wore those horns, those double-horned helmets, did they? No, it's mostly connected with uh, Wagner and uh, his yeah. operas. Yeah. Um, where they uh, came from. Uh, I mean, there are there are notes of them ha- perhaps have being used in rituals. Yeah. Um, so you might see them there, but when you think about it, if you had a horned helmet, you just added something for your opponent to grab. Yes. So, you know. It yeah. doesn't seem very practical. Well, logically, it doesn't make any sense for battle. So tell me about the club that you're part of. I know it takes its name from Njalsaga. Yes, uh, it's called Rimmugjur, uh, which is the axe that uh, Skarpje Nelson uh, wield it and uh, used to chop men down uh, like they were nothing while skating on a frozen lake. Uh, you know, first edition of hockey that we've seen at least. <laughs> and um, it, it takes the name from um, from two words, which is Rimma and Gigur. Rimma is a battle in short. And then Gigur is a female troll. So it's a female battle troll. Who takes part? Here? Everybody. Kids, old people, young people. And, and who dresses up? Is it members of the society, or do other other people get into the spirit as well? Yeah, so uh, we do have we do of course have our members, and then we have guests coming from Faroes, Denmark, Sweden, uh, Germany, Poland, and uh, some from the USA and some from the UK as well, uh, or I should rather say Vinland instead of mm. USA. Um, and uh, then we have some uh, you know guests that tend to dress up in uh, in their own Viking garb, be it handmade or bought. And uh, of course, on the 17th of June, we love to see the national dress down here as well. Yes. And and that is a, a lovely picture of it. And that's Saturday, of course. Isn't it? Saturday, Saturday, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as I say, we're in the centre of of Hapnafjörður, At least we're in the big green area, the park in the middle. And you moved the festival back here, I think, in 2018. 
Yeah, that's correct. We uh, held our first sort of um, test run, as it were, as we were past the torch uh, back, and uh, it was just a proof of concept that we were able to do something yeah, by yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Um, and, you know, after everything the Führerkrone has done for us, we were so happy to receive the torch and bring it back here to where it began. And we, of course, feel a little bit better on grass than uh, on, on asphalt as it was before. Yeah. So there's very little here at the moment. There's nothing on the grass in front of us. How much of this space is going to be taken up and what will it be taken up with? We are going to be using up roughly 60% of the space for the campground. Uh, we'll set up some archery and axe throwing stations uh, in the lava rocks to the side here. Mm. And then towards the hill uh, up against the Vidastadkirke or the church here, uh, there will be a, sort of an auditorium and a battlefield in front so you'll be able to get a, a good view of the preceding yeah. preceding battles now this as we say lasts for four days the 14th to the 18th including the national day on the 17th as well so a lot of stuff going on just talk me through some of the events some of the attractions yeah. well it's going to be five days actually five days. Yeah. yeah actually yes um, you, yeah but we we, <laughs> we have uh so well i mean there, there's the battles of course uh there will be an archery tournament uh we're going to do a uh a mock grave as it were so uh, a member of our society is going to bring their items and, and reconstruct uh, what would be their grave if they were buried today. Mm -hmm. uh, be they a craftsman, they would have their needles, uh, some you know wool and, and ready-made uh, silks or, or, or skins to work from. Be they a fighter, they would be buried with a shield, sword or otherwise. Uh, we're going to have some live cooking that is uh, sadly not going to be, you're not going to be able to taste it. Uh, but uh, there will be some uh, um, concessions here for sale as well. But uh, we are making a, a feast for these 200 Vikings um, with a whole roasted lamb and uh, goat. And then, of course, you'll be able to see uh, our a live band, which is uh, Krauka from Denmark, led by uh, Guðjón, uh, who is our good friend and, and uh, famous Icelandic composer as well. Um, they have been with us at the market, both here and in Fjordkrauen, uh, many, many times. So so they are, they are part of our group, so to speak. Um, and yeah, then of course you're going to see um, market marketmen, tradesmen, and, and yeah. Yeah. So what will be for sale? The Vikings will be trading and selling. You'll be able to find jewelry, clothing, uh, hairpins, maybe some uh, beard decorations such as I have here. Yes. Um, you'll be able to see some weaponry, some kid-friendly weaponry as well. Um, glass beads. Some mead for tasting, as well as uh, the the food concessions wow. that have been. Right. Uh, at least we've we tried to dictate them to to be a little bit on the authentic side, and then we're going to get a little bit harder on that as we as we go forward. Um, and yeah, that's sort of the the I, gist of it. Do you think as well that this is about, I, I suppose, improving the reputation of the Vikings? Because again, people who've not really studied the history will think of the Vikings as a very violent people that misses a lot doesn't it yeah we we do end up in situations where we are asked not to perform our fights and like what else we can bring and uh, we for example had a uh, we're, we're entertaining at their first day of summer blood and uh, they asked us to bring no weapons of any kind not bow axe or sword spear anything and we were we we answered that by showing up with our crafts with our food and showing them dancing and poetry and they were very, very happy with it. Yeah. And this is what we've tried to do and entertain with, you know, show that there is such a variety to this. These were people, just like any el uh, anyone else, these weren't yes. vandals or robbers. They were people that were searching for a better life. Yes, they went to robbery to do it, but behind it there is a such culture. a great community and such a great culture. Yeah. 
And why happen the other? Because you will see signs, I've certainly seen signs driving around that say that this is the town of the Vikings. Hafnafjörður is uh, the home of Fjörukráin, where this all started. And uh, our founding members were, I believe, mostly all settled in Hafnafjörður. Um, and we just, we, we like the place. It has a good vibe around it. Uh, everybody knows us here. When, you, when you're spotted walking around in Viking clothing, yeah. you're always asked, oh, is, is the festival now? Like, so so we, we, are, we are known in here and we are loved in here. And we, we have a, a, you know, it's a, it's a soft spot in our hearts. Yeah. And, and this field in particular is, is our home, so to speak. Now, the weather today is pretty wet, bit chilly, quite overcast. How closely do you keep an eye on the forecast, or does it not matter? I mean, this is Iceland. It changes yeah. every 15 minutes. But, uh, I mean, we've, we've given it a gander, and uh, it is, um, you know, looking like it's going to be sunny most of the days, a little bit of rain on the Saturday, but, you know, we won't complain. It's the 17th of June. It, is, it can never decide. Yeah. I remember hail one 17th of June. I think it was 2018 yeah. even. Yeah. And, um, you know, worst-case scenario, uh, we might just do a little bit of a show out of it and sacrifice someone for good weather, and it Why depends not? on the crowd's reaction <laughs> what happens. So fingers crossed it's going to be sunny then in that case, if, exactly. you're, if you're one of those people. And we're very close as well to the longest day in Iceland, which will be just a couple of days after this festival ends. Was that important to Vikings as well? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was a, a turning point. It is a it is a cultural thing, especially like the, the, the solstice is a celebration. It's a celebration of life, especially on uh, the summer equinox where you are the summer solstice where you have uh, where you have life at its fullest. And they would celebrate there just as they would in the winter, where it's the winter uh, winter solstice. They would light candles, make the most out of the shortest day, and you know remember that there is something around the corner. Yeah. That it's getting brighter. Uh, likewise, here we are we are making sure that we celebrate before it starts getting darker. And will this be one of the biggest festivals yet? Did COVID get in the way in recent years? COVID did get in the way in the last uh, in, in 2020 and 21. You know, uh, we did, however, plan the festival four times in that span. We tried to move it to October or September, and and we were ready to go. It was just never the right time. Yeah. yeah. And the, the funniest bit of it was on in, in 2020. This field was still full of people because there was a, a little bit of an allowance there, so we we yes. could have held it. Could but have held it. yeah, yeah. But because uh, I know that that fish day in in Dalvik uh, is this year planned to be the biggest ever because it could not go ahead because of covid in the last couple of years and so i just wonder if if this viking festival will be one of the biggest for the same reasons maybe i i would imagine that this is going to be bigger than last year at least because our festival last year ended up being maybe not lackluster but it was less than we expected but there were explanations for it you know covid had just been released people were going on their summer vacations everybody had somewhere to be yeah and everything had been delayed until it was opened so we got less people than we expected. We're expecting more this time around because everything has been going in its sort of regular pace. Yeah. So I think uh, we're going to see a good festival here. Maybe not the biggest, but uh, it's definitely going to be up there. It's a great space to have it. And you're obviously looking forward to this very much indeed. And by the signs of it, lots of people from other countries as well that are coming over the Faroes and Denmark and various other places too. Thank you very much. And thank you for dressing up today as well. Although you did say that you're you're at least as comfortable in this outfit. No, no, exactly. It's, uh, I mean, uh, th this is this is how I feel at home. And I, I show up to this in weddings if I can. Yeah. Okay. So, so. Andre, great pleasure. Thanks very much indeed. My pleasure. And uh, just the last note, admission is free.
Thank you very much, sir. The festival takes place here in Hapnafjada between the 14th and the 18th of June, so in not too long a time at all. And that, of course, includes the National Day of Iceland on the 17th of June as well. This is Ruv English. I'm Darren Adam, and you can get in touch with us anytime. We are English at ruv.is. You're listening to the Roof English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is English.